0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast, the place where we meet science and mindfulness to speak about performance and mental health. In other words, personal development. This is where we have interviews with doctors and specialists, or you find myself, Coach Keza, having a yarn. And here we are today with coach Keza having a yarn. It's been a very long time since I've actually sat down and specifically recorded a podcast just for the pocket coach, right? Before it's been, I've done a talk, a business talk about anxiety or I've done a public talk about uh, the science behind happiness. You know, these are some different talks I've done, I've recorded and I've put them on now. Today, we are going to be speaking about discipline. We're going to be taking some scientific data, and we're going to be talking a lot about the mindful aspects that apply in order to develop discipline. So let's just start briefly before we dive into what discipline actually is, right? In terms of the scientific understanding of discipline, and then what steps that you can start to take today. In order to develop discipline. Before we do that, I'm gonna start by sharing my story because I don't feel like it's fair for me to just throw this word discipline down your throat. (laughs) If you haven't seen or haven't come to some understanding that this person, this random Kiwi dude speaking to you in your air hole right now, (laughs) has actually gone through and developed discipline. Because if I was just born like this, why would you listen to me, right? If I developed it, that's a different story. But that's the thing with discipline, is understanding that discipline is a skill. Therefore, it must be learned. Now, a lot of people, fortunately, have, this, have certain parenting, which enable them to develop the skill of discipline. Therefore, when it comes to overall uh, execution of life in general, after the parenting period, there's much more ease for those people to go about things in a disciplined way. Now, that does not mean it's not uh, practical for people that didn't have that luxury. right? And that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy for those people either. right? There's still effort required when it comes to discipline, which we'll speak on in a bit. But ultimately, I'd like to share that I was probably one of the laziest dudes that I know. <laughs> I was a very avoidant person. Just in short, I was actually very depressed growing up I developed later a lot of anxiety and led, leading to eventually panic attacks as well. And during this time, this is in high school through to university and even after that, I, I I honestly just wanted to avoid life. In fact, I remember so clearly my year seven teacher, right? My first year of middle school. Uh <laughs> Um, he was also my dean he we had parent-teacher interviews and he told my parents kieran is far more interested in the butterfly outside than he is in the class i remember the exact way it happened everything right know i don't, don't remember too much from my middle school days because i was very disassociated to life disassociation is a legitimate thing that people develop uh, in order to create a protection mechanism within their brain, right? So if the brain starts to believe things are problematic, um, painful, traumatic of any uh, to a certain degree, the brain will start to disassociate from the current situation or event in order to prevent the pain from occurring, leading to an ability to uh, well, yeah, avoid the event mentally, uh, psychologically, emotionally. The downside to this, of course, is now I'm not able to reflect on that moment because I'm completely disassociated, which is why I can look back in my middle school and high school days and actually have so many just blank spots, periods, I don't remember a single thing from a big chunk of time. It's insane. You might relate to this and just know that this is actually a very common thing. So not to be um, yeah, frustrated about the fact that you might have situations or moments, even now where well, you might go through big blocks of life and just not remember a single thing. It's actually very natural. So anyway, I, with this disassociation, depression, and coming into anxiety, was very lazy. And we'll speak about what laziness actually is soon. But ultimately, this led to me just wanting to not speak to really anyone that I didn't have to. Uh, it led me to... Uh, quite literally hiding away from everything it uh, led me to constantly putting myself in situations where I knew I had to do certain things I'd procrastinate I'd avoid until the point where it was too late to even do it or if it was something that I absolutely had to get done no matter what then it would be yeah very last minute. Uh, so, yeah, I really struggled in school in many aspects. I, um, I was seen in as almost silly or dumb a lot of the time. I even developed a slouch in middle school uh, to, because I was hiding away from the world, right? All these uh, <laughs> symptoms came to the surface of my depression, yet I hid it very well behind an amazing smile. Yeah, I hid it very well. I was actually very uh, sociable as well as I came into high school and later in middle school. Uh, A lot of the point was because I was hiding away from the deep loneliness that I had. So, if I wasn't with people, I felt extremely lonely. So, I was very lucky that I was blessed with this niceness. So, I was very nice. Uh, I was very lucky that I was blessed with this way of um, almost being like a a chameleon with those around me. So... Now, this is going a little bit off topic, but essentially getting the picture of the kind of person that I was growing up, right? I had to please everyone. I was a people pleaser, and I was a deep, deep avoider of life in general. So uh, over time, this led to a lot of anxiety because I set these tremendous goals, thinking that these tremendous goals were required for my happiness, because in my mind, success equaled happiness, and this eventually led to (laughs) tremendous anxiety because I avoided life I had massive goals that equated to what I needed for happiness. How the frick was I going to be happy? (laughs) There was no freaking way. Now, here's the thing that started to shift things into a more disciplined experience for me. And it was just this. I'm sure you've heard people speak about, give yourself one promise and keep it. Give yourself one promise and keep it. And many years later, after going through a lot of avoidance, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, I'll get into more of my story on other future podcasts, this one step changed the course of my life, changed the route of my life in terms of my overall happiness, my well-being, my ability to be productive, my ability to execute, right? A lot of these things started to change just by setting this one small promise. I had the opportunity of working with a fantastic holistic psychologist by the name of Dr. Nicole Lepera. Fantastic practitioner. She's amazing. And uh, she actually taught me this practice of one promise. Uh, So what I did actually was my very first promise that I set for myself was do five minutes of handstands every single day, no matter what. So that's what I started to do from that day forth, no matter what. Right, and this is over the course of a few months, I actually, well, about you know, maybe it was two three months, I practiced handstands every single day without fail for five minutes. So even if I got home at 11 p.m. at night because I'd been out you know, drinking with some friends, I, I'd still practice my handstands if I hadn't done so that day. What this built in me with is this. It was the antidote to a lack of discipline, the antidote to laziness, the antidote to actually anxiety, which we'll get into. Integrity. When I was in my uh, space of massive depression, massive anxiety is because I was in a space of a deep lack of integrity. So what is integrity? Integrity most simply explained is self-truth, self-trust. What this means is if I set myself a goal that is absolutely unattainable, that's not within my truth, right? That's ego. So that's a lack of integrity. Now, if I set a goal that is within attainability for me, okay, and so it's a self-truth, therefore, it's something that's practical for me, and I don't do the things that are required for me to do it, right? I've set this goal, and then I don't follow through with my word. That is a lack of self-trust. So imagine this. Imagine you're in a situation where there's a huge unknown or uncertain factor. Now, imagine that uncertain unknown factor is currently occurring and you trust yourself so severely that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, you will be okay. You just have this deep sense of knowing, this deep sense of feeling that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. Even if the worst case scenario that comes to mind, which is what the brain does in order to protect itself, because we naturally actually have pessimistic brains, right? And I'll explain in a future podcast as to why that is the case, right? And our pessimistic brain is u- u- used for survival, okay? Because the brain, by seeking the worst-case scenario, can acknowledge, okay, this is the worst-case scenario that could possibly happen. I need to be aware of this just in case things start to lean this way so I can protect myself. So that's what the brain does, right? That's why we constantly see the worst-case scenario, and we get afraid of these things playing out when unknown or uncertain factors are in play. So now, if you have deep trust that even if in the worst case scenario, you are going to be okay, why would you fear the unknown or the uncertain? You wouldn't. There's quite literally no reason to, because you're going to be okay. That's what integrity does for you. In a situation where anxiety would normally arise, which requires an unknown or uncertain factor to be in play, right? Because without those unknown and uncertain factors, there can be no anxiety, but Unfortunately for us, right? The entire of life is uncertain. So, and the entire life is unknown. So, it's quite difficult to fix things, right? Generally, people with anxiety tend to try either control things or avoid things, right? One or the other. Uh, I mean, control can come out through anger, can come out through frustration, can come out through, um, uh, um, this high peak energy, right? So it can and manipulation even, right? And yes, I used to actually fall into a lot of these things. And anxiety can also come out in terms of your yeah, deep avoidance, disassociation. Um, it can come out with a deep laziness, actually. Uh, generally, people that are extremely lazy do have some sort of avoidance going on in their life, which is actually a form of anxiety. Yes. All right. So, don't worry too much if you're like, oh no, that means I have anxiety. <laughs> what? <laughs> what now? Should I go get medication? Um, honestly, if you feel it's appropriate, do speak to your doctor. Um, I personally, for myself, I'm glad that I did not get medication. It was just me, right? I'm all for it. Um, but that's definitely as well another topic for another time. So we're going again a little off topic. I'll get better at this. But ultimately with the acknowledgement of if okay well maybe you do have symptoms of anxiety like it's it's no problem anxiety no matter the depth no matter the strength is workable right if you're not in a place where you're capable of working through it then yes i highly recommend getting some form of support whatever feels right for you whether that is medication whether that is a therapist whether it is a coach right so i myself am a coach because i find that I found that that path worked for me the most, right? And getting coaching from um, a couple of other mentors and that really served me, right? So that's why I became a coach myself because it gives me the opportunity to serve others in the way that served me. Now, coming back to the concept of discipline, if you're in a place where you're developing this integrity, developing this discipline, a disciplined mind is an unanxious mind or a peaceful mind an undisciplined mind is an anxious mind and an anxious mind is an undisciplined mind but really it comes down to the discipline factor because if you're not in a, if you're in a space where you're either very avoidant or very frustrated with these things that come up within life trying to control them or avoid them right that's a lack of discipline therefore there's going to be anxiety because now you're not in a state or a space where you feel capable of controlling an unknown or uncertain variable that could potentially lead to a worst case scenario that would be a threat for you because you don't feel you'll be okay in that worst case scenario. That's the breakdown. If you need me, if you need me to repeat it, just simply go back thirty seconds or fifteen seconds on your little uh, podcast um, thingy, my bob that you're using. Okay, <laughs> open it up, go back and listen to that because I'm not going to say that one again. All right, but you get my point. That's right. The breakdown right there. The brain is looking for survival, so it reacts. Now. Keeping one small promise a day, whether it's, and ideally it's something progressive, right, whether it's handstands, whether it's going for a walk every morning, whether it's meditating every morning, whether it's uh, practicing some yoga every morning, stretching every morning, right? Something that you can start to notice some form of progression with, right? It might be a form of education you're doing, right? I'm studying medical neuroscience at the moment, so when I see progression with that, it feels great. So now not only is there a self-promise fulfillment factor where I'm developing integrity, there's also an acknowledgement of progression, which triggers dopamine and endorphins in my system, leading to a sense of empowerment. Because dopamine is the neurotransmitter okay, of uh, reward and motivation. And it brings a sense of empowerment. So it's not just about the reward factor. It's about the feeling that I am on the right path. So when I'm noticing progression in my life, especially with something that is that can be progressive, like these things that I've noted right? I feel good. So I would love to invite that you set a self-promise. Now, a self-promise must be fulfilled no matter what. So don't set a self-promise that isn't fulfillable for you. Okay. I don't know if that's a word, fulfillable. We'll go with it. (laughs) Practical, feasible, right? Now, that is also a lack of integrity if you do, because remember, integrity is self-trust, self-truth. As you learn to live life more in integrity, you will find that you live life less in anxiety. If you live life where you're constantly betraying your own word, right, where you keep saying, I'll do this, I'll do that, and you don't, right, where you keep writing down all these tasks to do for that day and you don't do them, you're decreasing your level of integrity, you're decreasing your therefore level of confidence, and therefore you're increasing the level of anxiety that you have in life. I hope this is clicking for some people because this is huge. It is literally the first thing that people need to start working on in order to move towards a more peaceful and more beautiful life and a more, um, a greater ability to perform in life as well, obviously, right? That's the obvious point, but without having a disciplined mind, you're not going to feel capable or safe enough in order to do the deeper work that's required to move through anxiety and depression or any other mental issue or disorder, right? Now, I'm going to give you a nice, simple morning structure that you can start to practice in order to give yourself a more disciplined morning, a, a more integral morning that will enable for more discipline and more right, um, uh, integrity throughout your day, because how you start your day is how your day will flow. If you start your day by quickly looking at your phone, right, comparing yourself to something on Instagram or getting a, mad, a message that's not ideal, that's the first thing you notice. You, I guarantee you will have a much more reactive day. However, if you start your day in a disciplined state and a present state, you will have a much more in control day and you will have a much more empowered day. Now, when I say in control, that doesn't mean you're able to control your externals better than you were but you're able to control how you respond to your externals because it's only natural that life is a situation where we're not in control of pretty much just about anything outside of us we can influence them but heck most people probably anyone listening to this right now can't even freaking control their thoughts or their own emotions how are they going to control someone else's Right, whether it's a consumer that you're wanting to buy, um, buy from you. Right, whether it's a partner that you're wanting to interact with you, whether it's a friend that you're wanting to spend a lot of time with and have a lot of fun with. Right, these and or family member that you want a certain response from. Right, so these things are technically out of our control. We can only influence them. However, your ability to influence will come from your ability to influence yourself. Because if you can't influence yourself, what power are you going to have in influencing others? Right. So, Rhea, there is going to be some aspect to the ability to control a few more variables to an extent, hypothetically. However, what I'm talking about here is really the control over your ability to respond to your situations, your thoughts, your emotions as you choose. Rather than getting more anxious about anxiety, rather than getting more depressed about the depression, rather than getting more fearful about the fear, right? More avoidant about the avoidance that's going on. You see the cycle that goes through when the mind is in play. What we're learning is how to program ourselves to get to a point where we become right less avoidant of life. Because all discipline is, is an avoidance tendency of the mind. I'm oh, sorry, a lack of discipline. All lack of discipline is, is an avoidance tendency of the mind. So when you have an avoidant nature, it's because there's a lack of discipline. Okay, and vice versa, right? A lack of discipline is, um, is because there's, um, an avoidant mentality that's going on. Now, again, this is just protection. This is nurturing. And a lot of it can be as well hereditary. And we'll get into the hereditary stuff another time. But ultimately, when you're in a situation where there's um, avoidance going on in your life, a lack of discipline is in play. So one promise a day, stick to it and build from it. Here is a morning structure that I want to invite you to do. The very first thing I would love to invite you to do is the moment that you wake up tomorrow morning, be here, right? That's it. Just be here. You will be surprised when you actually become aware of the fact that I doubt any single morning ever have you been here the moment you've woken, right? You've been transitioning from sleepiness to wakefulness, right? Your mind's wandering. You're sort of um, you know going from one thing to another. You're not even really almost aware that you're in this room or you're aware that you're in this space or you're aware that you're here, you're alive, you're breathing, right? You're not even aware of those things. I know because (laughs) I had to work on this transition a lot. Eventually you become aware of that, right? You're sort of lying in bed for a few minutes and it's like, oh yeah, oh, okay, I should start my day, right? Great. This is what you're going to do instead. As soon as you wake and you're aware that you're awake, become here and notice your surroundings completely. Notice your curtains, your window, your wall, your bed, right? Your roof, everything. Just notice everything. And notice your heartbeat. Notice your breath. Notice your hair. That's step one. There's three more steps. Step two, without checking your phone or doing any of this stuff, you can turn off your alarm on your phone, of course. Sit up. No lying in bed continuously, right? Those extra five or 10 minutes of snoozing isn't going to mean that the crash at 3 p.m. that day is going to be delayed okay, (laughs) or less intense. It's still going to happen if that's your um, situation. What I want to invite is integrity, discipline, sit up. Once you're up, that's step two, okay? because you're in control, not your mind. That's what I told myself for a long time until I actually eventually got to a point where I was completely in control, is I kept telling myself, I'm in control not my mind. I'm in control, not my mind. That's what i tell myself the moment that I started to notice avoidance tendencies. The third step, okay? Whether you put on some high beat music, this is fantastically helpful for the next step, if you wish. Whether your alarm is high beat music, that's fantastic, right? But ultimately, the third step is to do something that, uh, reco- that uh, applies some sort of adrenal activity, okay? Or more simply, movement, And or resistance or activation. Okay. So movement or activation is probably the simplest way to put it. So whether that's a cold shower, whether that's push-ups, whether it's stretching, right? Whether it's some breath work, some active breath work, meaning you're inhaling more oxygen than the amount of carbon dioxide you're exhaling. This is an active breath work, which actually stimulates epinephrine in the system, aka adrenaline. So it's powerful. Again, breath work, we'll talk about some other time. So... If you do something activating, and I actually do all of those things, right? I I do some uh, movement with my body. I actually dance a little bit sometimes. I get into a cold shower first thing in the morning. I do some breath work. I'm very active. I stretch every morning as well. Then, right, because you're not going to want to be very active, and that's why we do it, because it enhances our ability to be disciplined and in control, and we're activating our system for the day. This also leads into the fourth step. From an active state, stillness. If you can sit there, and no matter what the mind does, no matter how itchy your nose is, no matter how achy your back or your shoulders are, you sit there. You close your eyes. And no matter what the mind wants to do, whether it wants to move, shift, stretch, right, rotate the shoulders, whether it wants to pick up the phone, whether you need to go get breakfast, whether you're realizing that thing, oh, I really need to send that message right now, oh, oh, I really need to go do that thing right now, right? Every time the mind does that, acknowledge it, oh, that's a thought. And then you continue to sit there anyway. It's pretty beautiful. When you come to a place where you can actually actually just simply acknowledge thoughts as simply thoughts. Every time you do that, you become in control, not your mind. Because otherwise, every time you're reacting to your thoughts and you're instantly acting at every thought that comes up into the mind, what's going to happen? Lack of integrity, lack of control, and naturally, anxiety. Because you don't feel in control. If you feel in control, anxiety cannot exist. So, what I would like to invite are those four steps. One, be here the moment you wake. Two, sit up, right? Not lie in. Three, activate your system. Movement, something, right? Get yourself moving just for a couple of minutes. It doesn't need to be anything extraordinary, right? Cold showers are amazing. Um, I've, and no excuses here, by the way, I did uh, cold showers every morning when I was living in negative 35 degrees Celsius, which is almost... I think it's ju- just under negative 40 Fahrenheit or something like that. Uh, li- or maybe just, maybe it's under just under 30. F- anyway, it's quite close in the Fahrenheit and the Celsius. But I was living in Quebec and did cold showers every morning. No excuses. Okay, so you've got this. You can do it. <laughs> oh, You're going to hate me for that, aren't you? And uh, then the fourth step, stillness, aka meditation. Now, it doesn't need to be an OM. It doesn't need to be a quiet mind. No, that's not meditation. Meditation is a state, right? Meditation isn't a state of um, complete peace. It doesn't mean you have to be in peace. It also doesn't mean that you have to have a still mind, right? That's not actually what meditation is. I'll speak more about in depth of what meditation is in the future as well. But all I want you to practice is choosing how to be in control over your mind by practicing stillness and non-reaction. When you create a state of non-reaction, you create a state of peacefulness and you create a state of control. I'm wishing you the best. Build discipline, build integrity, and you will live a much more beautiful, much more peaceful, much more present way of life and your ability to execute and The amount of trust people will have on you because of the level of trust you have in yourself will be extraordinary. You'll be able to come across with greater certainty within yourself. Therefore, people will be more certain in you. And I know because I've gone through this transition, right? And things start to really flow and really move in life when you're in that state. If you found this useful, uh, there is a fee. Share this with one person. Share it with one person, just one, right? You can post it onto social media. You can tell someone about it. Next time uh, someone says, "Wow, you're seeming me more disciplined," great! Oh, I've got my buddy Kieran. I was listening to his podcast. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude, right? Cool, awesome. Pass it on. All right, it's very helpful because I don't, um, you know, I don't use any paid advertising for this podcast. I also don't run ads or anything like that. I'm doing it purely because I want to reach people that. Uh, find this stuff useful based on the fact that I suffered tremendously once upon a time, and that's not what I want for you, which is why I'm doing this quite literally I'm getting nothing else out of it. Other than the fact that I know that this has served a lot of people, this podcast, and I want to continue to use that platform for that purpose. So subscribing, reviewing, rating, all that stuff helps tremendously as well. It enables us to reach more people um who do need this stuff so it actually is a service to others as well by doing that i'm wishing you the best if you wish to contact me find me coach kezza on instagram or the pocket coach on instagram right the pocket coach or coach kids you can find the details in the detail um in the show notes below i love you guys thank you for listening even if it's just some random kiwi dude shouting through a microphone (laughs) there was a lot more power behind today's podcast and normally what i would do simply because that is what's required sometimes but sometimes we require the shock of truth um, or the shock of something that's higher energy in order to uh, create some form of movement when it comes to discipline so that's what i hope for you today a lot of love have a beautiful one